No Gray Zone podcast is a frank and honest conversation on topics related to sexual abuse, harassment, child exploitation, and domestic and workplace violence. The opinions are our own, based on years of experience as special victims prosecutors. Any study, book, or product we mention is based on our own review and are not sponsored. Links and titles can be found in the podcast notes. You can also learn more at rightresponseconsulting.com. Listener discretion is advised. I'm just good at caring too much. I'm just good at caring too much. Is it too much to ask that you be all mine? I never was good at sharing. I'm just good at caring. Welcome back. I'm Katherine Marsh. And I'm Melissa Hotmeyer, and this is No Gray Zone Podcast. Today, we are very excited to have Ojeda Hall, the Executive Director of the One Love Foundation for the D.C., Maryland, and Virginia area. One Love is one of our favorite organizations when it comes to healthy relationships, training, and support for our middle school, high school, and college students. We encourage everyone to see their site and sign up. But before we go any further, Ojeda, welcome. Thank you. So good to be with you. We are thrilled to have you. And I always think it's important to start at the beginning. So if you could just explain for the listeners how the One Love Foundation started. Yes. You know, this is the sad part. It started out of a tragedy. It was the death of a Baltimore native, Yardley Reynolds Love. She was a lacrosse player. She was a beloved member of the Baltimore County community. I remember hearing stories of she used to work out rigorously as a lacrosse player and people would see her in the gym and she'd always say, hi, Mr. So-and-so, hi, Mr. So-and-so. And she was just a light in our community. Well, uh, three weeks prior to her graduation uh, from college at the University of Virginia, she was killed by her ex-boyfriend. And the parent, her parents, her mother, realizing that her death was preventable, 100% preventable, started the One Love Foundation to educate others about the warning signs of unhealthy relationships. And so it's been 10 years later, we've educated 1.4 million people, mostly young people. And it's all about prevention and being positive that we can change stats and norms around relationship abuse as a country. Yeah, I remember when this case, it was in the news, I was already um, a domestic violence prosecutor. And, you know, it was so tragic, but I did have hope that it brought to light, you know, some so many things that people like us who work in the in this area know, but that the public doesn't know. And so as tragic as Yardley's case is, I think that the the reason it resonated with so many people is because parents could see their children in Yardley and friends started thinking about what they may have missed. I really think that this case and this organization opened up a conversation about dating violence and One Love has been there to facilitate that conversation. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about the main goals of the One Love Foundation? Yes, we're on a mission and the mission is to empower the next generation through relationship, health, education. And I'll talk a minute about what the goals of that education are, but also to create a world with healthier relationships in general. And as I said, to change the stats and norms around relationship abuse. And we really do it through a program of education, 
and leadership mobilization. And so for education, our objectives are to make sure that all of the people, and particularly young people ages 11 to 24, who get our education begin to understand the 10 unhealthy behaviors and the warning signs of unhealthy relationships, as well as the 10 healthy behaviors. And so secondly, it's really important for us to get out and teach people relationships are learned. I mean, I don't remember going to school and having a class where someone's like, I'm going to teach you today about love and how to love better. You know, maybe you got some of that in your faith or in your religious tradition, or maybe you got some of that in your Girl Scouts, which I was a Girl Scout, but uh, we don't really systematically teach people about love. And what we believe is that love is learned. And so the second objective of One Love is to get those healthy relationship skills out as part of our learning program. And then we're big on teaching people how to set boundaries and to understand consent. And consent is a necessary part of any relationship and boundaries too, especially you know during COVID-19 when boundaries are being crossed in all kinds of unhealthy ways. And then it's important for us to teach people how to help their friends. So maybe you have a healthy relationship and have seen healthy relationships, but you're watching some of these behaviors play out in your friendship relationships and you don't know how to start the conversation. And so for the last you know, 10 years, and since we've really had um, our core content, which is the escalation video that really launched us and put us on the national stage, and I'll talk a bit in a, about our content, but we've been trying to teach people to start the conversation, no matter what you do, even if you're not perfect, even if you stumble through it, don't let unhealthy relationships just go forward, but you want to start the conversation and then teaching people how to access resources. And then finally, how to have healthy breakups. And there is a way to break up. I used to be a youth youth minister. And one of my bad stories would be, I'd ask the young people what happened this week. And they'd say, oh, I broke up my relationship. And I'd be really happy. I'd be like, yay. And they're like, why are you happy that we had a breakup? You know, <laughs> Sometimes you got to break up because it's just not healthy, but there are safe and effective ways to break up. If you need to, you can create safety plans. And we're really big on making sure that people have adequate safety plans in place as well. So that's on the education side, on the mobilization side, we're trying to empower a new generation to take this as their cause and wherever they are to transform the atmosphere, wherever they are, schools, community programs, congregations, wherever they are, to be the ones leading the discussion about healthy relationships. Even if you didn't see it in your own family, that's, that's what you're, you have an opportunity to change the atmosphere and to set the tone for how the spaces and places around you will be. I know, Melissa, and I couldn't agree more. The whole reason we started the No Gray Zone podcast was for education and conversation, because we truly believe that education is prevention. And if we're not talking about it, our community and our children don't know about it and they don't know how to prevent it. I went through the One Love facilitator training several years ago in my community, and I've been a prosecutor for more years than I want to count by that point and working in the child abuse field and sexual assault field. And I remember sitting there going, wow, there are a ton of early warning signs that I missed or I didn't know to talk to people about when I was in their health classes at school or I was doing a training at a youth group. And I was like, this is really important to get out there and to make sure our young people are seeing 
what these early warning signs are. And as you said, you know, the 10 signs of a healthy or an unhealthy relationship. So all that being said, what are the most important things you think young people, parents and friends to recognize about unhealthy relationships? Thank you for talking about the 10 signs, because I think for so many of us, we know something is not right. And we don't, we're not taught to trust our gut in many ways when we know something is off. And so I think one of the first and major lessons is sort of trust your gut. If you have a sense that something is not right, take the extra step of trying to understand what that is. And that could be in conversation. But also at One Love, we've made it really clear there's a language to talk about unhealthy love and healthy love. And so thank you for giving me a chance to talk about that language. So the 10 signs for us are intensity. If a relationship really escalates really quickly, which can happen a lot during COVID, for example, where people have sheltered in place together much sooner, perhaps than they might have if we were living our normal lives. Manipulation, people trying to control what you say, what you do, how you act. That's also increasing during COVID sabotage. People who are uh, trying to prevent you from, you know, if you're a college student, hey, skip class, don't take that class or give me your phone and let me track where you're going. I mean, there's all kinds of ways that people sabotage people's success. Guilting, you know, if, if you don't become my partner, I'm going to, if in the case of an LGBTQ relationship, for example, out you to people when you're not ready, or if you're not with me, I'll kill myself. I mean, all kinds of really unreasonable and irrational kinds of behavior, deflecting responsibility. I mean, that's clear. Possessiveness. You know, sometimes we think being jealous is, is cute and, and all of us will experience those unhealthy feelings, right? I mean, who, who among us have, has not been jealous, but how you act in relation to that feeling could determine someone's emotional health. So possessiveness is a sign, belittling, obviously putting people down, volatility, I don't know if you've ever been in a relationship. We kind of feel like you're walking on eggshells. One minute things are good. The next minute they're not. And then betrayal, which is, you know, obviously when someone breaks loyalty. So those are the 10 unhealthy signs. And I got to tell you, it took me, I, I'm, I'm 50 now. <laughs> I turned 50. And when I saw these signs at 48, I was like, where have you been all my life? Because I knew that I was experiencing these, but I just didn't have the specific language. And so what we're encouraging people to do to help themselves is to name it and to help friends by naming it, not blaming people and not judging people, but saying, hey, these behaviors exist. We're seeing this, we're observing this. How does that make you feel? And asking myself, you know, how does that make me feel? When you're saying these things that they didn't know how to how to like verbalize it. I just think back to conversations I've had with next of kin in, in domestic violence homicides where they're like, yeah, you know, she, he wouldn't let her talk to me or I haven't seen her in months or they, you know, she went to get her nails done and he showed up because she wasn't answering her phone and they don't, they're like, we didn't realize it was so bad. We just thought, you know, it was intense and you're right. People don't know how to name it and we have to name it. We have to call it out, even if it's uncomfortable for us to do so. Yeah. And it's become, you know, isolation. Thank you. I don't even know if I mentioned the 10th sign of isolation 
we're not, we're isolated now because of COVID and people are really experiencing all kinds of mental health issues and other challenges. And imagine being in a relationship where someone tells you, well, you can't call your loved ones or you can't, you know, see your friends or, you know, you can't go out. Um, that can really lead to multiple other health issues and that's an abusive behavior. And so in many ways, one love has gotten really good at identifying emotional abuse. And as, as you all know, and we've talked about one in three people, one in three women will be in an abusive relationship, which can include stalking and all kinds of emotional, psychological, verbal, financial abuse in their lifetime. And close to one in four men actually will have over the abuse spectrum in their lifetime. And young people ages 16 to 24 are three times more likely to be in an unhealthy and abusive relationship. And one in two trans and, and non-binary people will be in an abusive relationship in their lifetime. So we've got work to do. I'm not sure why this is so ingrained in our culture, but I think we can all agree that if we can come together around a common language and common understanding of what healthy relationships look like. And, you know, when... Yardley Love's mom started this, it was, we don't necessarily see ourselves as a domestic violence organization. We see ourselves as a prevention and education strategy. And we want to be super positive and help people set positive, healthy relationship goals. And so of course, you know, the healthy signs are comfortable pace. Is there honesty? Is there taking responsibility, respect, kindness, trust, independence, equality, fun. Those are the healthy conflicts. One of my favorite. I, I love conflict. I, you know, I don't understand people who don't like conflict, but conflict can be healthy. You're talking to yeah. two lawyers. We live with conflict. <laughs> yeah, I would. So I would say I've been in relationships where I'm like, so we're not going to have any conflict. That's kind of not healthy. So when you put two people together, there's a lot going on. So really, we want one love to be about positive intervention and helping people to identify the kinds of relationships they want and make them happen and lead movements to have healthy school communities, healthy families, healthy work communities, wherever, you know, our young people find themselves, we think that they can be changing the atmosphere. And I know that One Love does a lot of work in the communities with youth and college organizations. And we've talked a little bit about COVID-19 and you can't really have a conversation about, you know, intimate partner violence or teen dating violence without talking about the pandemic and how it's affected teen dating violence numbers. You know, numbers are up across the country. And so, you know, how has One Love kind of shifted to be able to support the teens who need it and to continue to get out the, the positive message that you're talking about, about healthy relationships? Well, one of the things we've done is gone, you know, totally digital and online. And we're so thankful to our supporters out there, like the Ravens, like Transamerica, like Howard Bank, like McKinsey. There's so many great supporters that have helped us really go digital and, and, and start the process toward really being an educational technology type company. And that's allowed us to bring our students together in virtual communities and environments and teach them, you know, healthy relationships 101, teach them how to bring one love to the communities that they care about. We've launched volunteer networks that have been online. Really proud of the Mid-Atlantic Volunteer Network where, where I am in the Maryland, D.C. and Virginia region. They have eight project teams going, bringing one love all all to the communities that they care about wherever they want to take us, whether it's lacrosse communities or faith communities or college campuses, they're really leading 
leading that work. And we've really launched the first ever One Love fully loaded education center. And folks can go to www.joinonelove.org to access that education center and see 130 different resources that we have to help people teach these lesson plans, to help give them information and knowledge and blogs and information, just to kind of immerse themselves in the culture that we really want to create around healthy relationships for for everyone. The pandemic, as many people, has been a time of great pivoting. (laughs) We pivoted from being inside classrooms and working directly with teachers to now working with the teachers that we can get online. You know, it's been so destabilizing for public school teachers public school students who many have not had access to, or it's taken a while for them to get access to the online resources that they need. We've really had to step aside, let folks know we're here, we're creating, we're going to have the creative fun resources digitally for you when you're ready to teach and you need lesson plans. We've mapped our content to state and national health standards. We've been able to really innovate a lot during this time. And, And you're right, you know, COVID has masked so much of the abuse that we know is happening in communities because communities can't report or individuals can't report out the way they used to, to police, to hospitals, to social workers, to school counselors. And so, you know, really, it really grieves us. We've had to be really creative (laughs) sending some of our resource cards out through meals programs, like literally putting them in, in meals and getting them to folks or putting them in lesson plans that went to students of color in lower income communities. We've just, uh, we've just been hustling really in a big way to get our material out. We encourage everybody www.joinonelove.org to look at all the resources that are available, but we would be remiss if we didn't highlight the fact that February is teen dating violence month, especially as you know, one loves education and prevention program really does start at age 11. So why do you think it's important as an organization to distinguish between teen dating violence and what we often call intimate partner violence or domestic violence? And after that, what if any specific events or options does One Love have on its website for February? Oh, great question. So I think it's important to distinguish between teen dating violence awareness because young people are getting into relationships sooner and earlier and earlier. And while we as parents and aunties and grandparents and may not want to acknowledge that, not only are they getting in relationships, they're getting in relationships on social media earlier than ever. And social media is a different kind of animal than um, other relationships. And so it's been really important to acknowledge the ways that you can be in an abusive relationship online. You can experience an entire relationship cycle online. You can meet online and we're learning from young people that they're meeting through gaming, even, you know, they're playing one of their favorite games and the same character shows up and they're playing against them and they strike up a conversation on the side. They start DMing, direct messaging each other and uh, sending pictures and, and, and the whole cycle can begin and they're talking online and they're, they're arguing online, breaking up online and a breakup these days just looks like ghosting, you know, just. <laughs> that never happened in our day. We have to go through a whole breakup ceremony. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> these young people, one day you're together, one 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 day you're not. And it's not all for all young people. I don't want to generalize, but 
I think it's so important to acknowledge that teens are dating. They're dating earlier. They're having physical relationships earlier. They're having emotional relationships earlier. They're online. They know a lot. And they're really in position to be a real resource to their friends. So even if they're not themselves dating, they really can be a, a great help to, to their friends. So intimate partner violence happens across the spectrum. But if we can start earlier and earlier, we can change the stats and norms around this as a, as a country for now. And then we'd love to get across the entire world. Absolutely. And for February, are there any specific programs, trainings, or tips on the on joinonelove.org? Yes. For February, we have a great campaign we're calling Love is Learned. If you text Love is Learned, so quote Love is Learned to 833-344-0113, you'll get healthy relationship tips, actionable things you can do to love better all month long. You can win gift cards, but you can really join our latest campaign, uh, which is Love is Learned. So we're inviting people to do that. We also have a a wall ball challenge in February. It's a great way to practice basic lacrosse techniques like shooting, passing, and catching. Of course, Yardley was a lacrosse player and it allows you to get in tons of repetition and all of that for a great cause. So we're doing that in February. We always have the Mid-Atlantic Volunteer Network and you can go on our website and see the work that we're doing around our Instagram Live, our parent strategy, our fundraising strategies, our our membership programs, our lacrosse programs. And that you can do by going to www.joinonelove about regional offices, Maryland, and you'll get information for how to sign up on our Mid-Atlantic Volunteer Network. And then we're coming up on our second annual Yards for Yardley. It's not this month in February, but starting right at the top of April for about six weeks, we're going to be challenging the entire country to move, walk, run, dance, weight lift, whatever you do, six billion yards. <laughs> For Yardley, we'll we'll be ready to get out by then, won't we? <laughs> I know yes, I will. I, I definitely will. Absolutely, and we'll have the links to the web page, to the social media, and for the texting number in the podcast notes as well. Right. And and we again, we encourage everyone to get on our education center if you've got time at home, which many of us do. Now is the time to find something meaningful and really good. In addition to all the great stuff you're probably looking at on social media and online, our education center is excellent. And the real opportunity for you to take in and consume the sort of positive messages and the lesson plans that you want to share with your, your boys. I know, I know you got 11, nine and five, and (laughs) I know we've got two girls and yeah, you can be training right now because the questions are going to come. And actually, we find that boys are so curious about how to have healthy relationships and people are not talking to our boys enough. So the sooner you can start talking to our boys, especially who are so curious about what healthy relationships look like, the better. I think you're absolutely right. I know Catherine says it all the time that they kind of get left out of the conversation, but they can experience it and they also can be allies in it. And, you know, and so we want to make sure we're teaching them. I know I'm doing that for my girls too. And and I love great Melissa. Yeah. I love the love is learned. I think that that's just so fantastic and, you know, catchy. And, And, you know, I love that you guys are really targeting our young people because they are real, like this next generation of kids, they're already activists, you know, they're already so involved and so in tune with, 
what needs to be changed. And I think that this is, you know, something that they will pick up as a calling. And Catherine and I say, you know, we hope that we, we get, we lose our jobs because we hope that one day. Um, so do I. Yeah. <laughs> that we can just say, you know, we have solved this crisis because it really is a crisis. So are there other ways? I know we talked about the campaigns that are coming up, but are there other ways that people can support One Love if they want to support it? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, One Love, as, as I said earlier, we're really moving swiftly toward digitizing everything that we do and making sure that should we ever experience, we hope we never experience anything like COVID again, but you want the digital resources to be available. And so we're asking people to donate to One Love and your donations. We will use that to have sort of the best online education available to young people. We're going to use that to mobilize, as you said, young activists around this issue. And so, yep, you can go to www.joinonelove.org and find out how to donate. We're also, if you've got a corporation in local Maryland, D.C. or Virginia area, We've created 10 signs in the workplace and we trained this morning a corporation who's been a wonderful sponsor and donor to our work in 10 signs in the workplace and how they show up. So there are all kinds of volunteer opportunities. As I said, we have a whole volunteer network. We have 200 people already engaged in the network. You should be the 201st person in our network (laughs) getting on a team and finding ways to bring one love where you are. And so we can't do this work without without the work of volunteers. So yes, please donate, please become a volunteer, please jump on our education center. All of those things will make sure that one love is thriving for the next bit of time that it's gonna take to make sure everyone has this education and all of us don't need to do this anymore. And I just wanna stress that one Love is nationwide. So although we're lucky we have Ojeda for us in our mid-Atlantic area, you accept volunteers anywhere in the country, right? Yes, we're so excited. So COVID-19 has caused us to be creative. Now we've created regional volunteer networks in the tri-state area. So we're in New York, New Jersey, we've got a network in Seattle. We've got offices in San Francisco, in Boston, and in Jacksonville. So what started has one family's tragedy that we thought would be hyper-local has taken off. We are around the country in all 50 states with hubs in six states. And certainly Baltimore feels like the mothership and we work really hard. We've educated about 180,000 folks in Baltimore. We're working to be inside of Montgomery County Schools, Anne Arundel County Schools, Frederick County Schools, Baltimore County, Baltimore City, Harford. We're just moving around the state. And so if you want One Love in your school district, we're in St. Mary's County, we've done some work in Kent, some work in Carroll. If you want One Love inside your school system, I urge you to reach out to me. And I'm Ojeda, O-J-E-D as in David, A, dot hall, O-J-E-D-A dot hall at joinonelove.org. Bring us to your county because we want to get across the entire state, not just the state, D.C. and Virginia. So we're happy to come to you. And everything we do is free right now. So get get, get us now. <laughs> Yardley's mom wanted it to be free. Yeah. You want, sometimes people are like free. Yardley's mom wanted so desperately for people to have the information that her daughter didn't have. And so please come, come get us so we can, we can come to you. All right. So here's the tough question. If there's just one thing that you hope every listener could take away with regard to dating violence, 
or unhealthy relationships, what would it be? Trust your gut. When you sense that something does not feel right, don't ignore that. Don't silence that. Explore that. Go to www.joinonelove.org. Find out what sign that might be. If you have three or more of those signs in your relationship, your relationship might be an unhealthy one. Does not mean we can't tell anyone to exit relationships, but it means you might want to just get on a course toward getting your relationship stronger and healthier. Again, for those who are bystanders and friends, do not victim blame or judge, but be the healthy support system that people need. Don't, in other words, don't become the abuser in trying to help a friend out of abuse. And so if you see something, you know, say something. I'm sorry to take somebody's tagline, but if you see it, <laughs> say it to yourself or say it to someone else and know that resources are available. So sorry, that was more than one thing, but I guess it all comes down to if, if you can see it, then you can do something about it. Yeah, I think that's a great message for our listeners. And that is all the time that we have today. If you want to learn more about the One Love Foundation, please go to joinonelove.org. Follow them on social media at joinonelove. Ojeda, it's really been a pleasure to have you today with us. If you have any closing remarks for our listeners, we'd love to hear it. I just want to say thank you to you, Catherine and Melissa. Thank you for your excellent, amazing service as DV advocates over this time as, uh, as prosecutors and, and those who've been in the legal system, we, we need to be partnering with judges. And I'm just, I'm excited for the work that you created and the fact that you didn't let this issue go, but you created something really liberating and life-giving. So thank you to you. Thank you for this podcast. And thank you for giving One Love a chance to get our word out. Thank you. Well, thank you, Ojeda. Education is prevention. And for everything you and One Love Foundation do to educate on healthy relationships and work to eradicate dating violence. But as always, if you like what you hear, please subscribe. And you can find us on social media at No Gray Zone RRC on Instagram or Twitter and No Gray Zone on Facebook. There are no excuses when it comes to sexual assault or not having the right response when it comes to teen dating violence. I'm just good at caring too much. I'm just good at caring too much